Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Ryan. Hello. Ryan, your voice has broke since last week. Yeah, I was going to say it's actual Ryan this week. Actual Ryan, not Jesse Ryan. Yeah. Uh, how are you? I'm not bad, thanks. Yourself? Very good, thank you, Richard. And you've been busting the working time directive this last week, haven't you? I have, yeah. I've been working lots and lots. We, we moved offices. Uh, so being one of the main men in IT meant working... 15-hour days. Um, so basically getting up, going to work, going to sleep, getting up and going back to work again. So, you know, all that fun stuff. So this explains your absence last week? Yeah, I was moving something. It didn't go very well. <laughs> and then I checked the time and I realised that you'd messaged me saying, Oi, because I wasn't <laughs> around. <laughs> um, so when you moved, you moved, so you moved all your IT equipment from one office to the other? Yeah. Uh, so at what point you plugged it in and, what, nothing happened? Plugged it in, turned it on, and, and it, it did its usual thing. So we were like, yeah, this is fine. And then it was just, it's throwing some random error. So you're like, okay, well, you know, we'll have to replace one bit of equipment, not too bad. And, and then it, as the night got later and later, it transpired that the hard drives with all the data on had failed. So nothing actually was there to recover. At what point did you think, ah? I think it's about half eleven on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and did you think, oh, I'll sort this in the morning? Or did you think this is really ah? Uh... Really, really ah. Uh, I mean, we'd, we'd started to try and get some sort of backups thing sorted because we, we do backups of everything. So we were like, well, you know, we'll just restore. We'll lose a couple of days worth of stuff, but it's not too bad. And yeah, and then we said, well, we'll, we'll tackle it tomorrow morning. This was the Saturday thinking. It'll be fine in the morning when we actually start getting on with it. And then half eleven at night on Saturday, it was still really ah, this isn't working. Did you have a real sense of camaraderie though with your um, colleagues after a while when you're sort of there late at night and your boss has brought the pizzas? A little bit, yeah. But at the same time, it was very much like we're both screwed if this doesn't work. But you still, so, you've still got your job, haven't you? Yes, yeah, I'm, st- I'm still working. <laughs> uh, well, we've managed to muddle through and, and we've had to work lots to try and get things back up to a normal pace hmm. but we're almost there and it's thursday so we're, we're almost there yeah we, we must point out this isn't your error is it no no no. this isn't me i didn't i didn't pick up a drop it or anything like that you know nothing crazy still think of all the overtime on your hourly rate well you say that <laughs> it's not overtime <laughs> oh that's a shame I'll get it back as time in lieu. Yeah, good, so good yeah. luck with that. <laughs> yeah. The problem with that is you've got to take holiday, but I'm like, yeah, but things are so busy and broken, I can't take holiday. Yeah. 
Good luck. We'll getting, get there. Good luck with getting timing loop. Well, exactly. Yeah. But the, I think the best thing we learned pre-recorded is you have driving shoes. I do. I, well, there are particular trainers that I wear when I drive myself to work because my work shoes are very uncomfortable in sort of driving scenarios. So you have to drive somewhere, say like a wedding or a job interview. You have to drive there in your trainers, and then when you get there, you change. Yeah, I actually did that. Um, when we a couple of weeks ago, we went to the wedding venue to try some food, and I was wearing some nice shoes, and I said, I can't drive in these shoes. So I put them in the boot, and I put my trainers on. And then when we got there, I was hassling about in the front seat trying to get these trainers on. I know this is a football podcast and everything, but I just find this fascinating. So what, do you feel you can't feel the the pedals? Yeah, I can't. Well, I, I can feel the pedals, but yeah, I can't feel the clutch or anything. Like the, the actual, like, bite point. And have you ever forgotten to get changed? Yeah, quite a few times. And then I'll, I'll muddle along, and it, we, it will be okay. It's just not as comfortable. Wow. Fascinating life of Ryan Goodman. Yeah, this is... <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not on an award-winning podcast for nothing. Right, exactly. <laughs> Right, well, this week we're going to talk a little bit about the World Cup qualifiers, not in as in-depth as last week, although um, Papua New Guinea did beat Tahiti 2-1. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, um, and we're going to go through the Premier League. It's back! Whew, we can forget Finally. about Yeah, we can forget about pretending to like international football. Yeah, and it's, it's a very long time until the next international break as well, which is good to know. Uh, is it June the next international break? I think so. I think someone posted something about 180 days or something. Well... I quite like international football. It's just, it's just watching England, I think, is the problem. Yeah, I don't mind international football. It's just, it's just that, especially when you're a fan of a team that's actually doing well. Last season, oh, I couldn't wait for the international break because I actually got a break from watching Chelsea be terrible. But this <laughs> season, it's like we're in such, you know, lots of good momentum. And then it gets stopped by this dumb international break and their players get injured. Costa had a scare. Well, Turned it- out he just had a bit of a hurt ankle. <laughs> Yeah, we're pleased to know that uh, being a year with uh, odd numbers, you would automatically assume that we've got no football in the summer. But we've got the Confederations Cup and we've got the CONCACAF Gold Cup as well. Which, if you've got BT Sport, it'll be on that. Oh, I do have BT Sport, so that is good. It is good. You should watch it. It is good. So you've got a little fix of summer football. So, And then you've got the World Cup next year. That's good, because sometimes summer is a bit boring when there's nothing on, when there's no football on. Yeah. It is pretty terrible. Yeah, the year after a World Cup is awful. Yeah. Um, okay, right, so let's get started. England to Lithuania nil. Now, in between your um, saving your company... I've got, see, I've, got, I've got an image of you. You know, you sort of see these in the old 70s films where they're trying to stop a, a bridge being blown up or something. It's sort of messing around with wires and a sweaty face and a cigarette hanging out your mouth and all this sort of thing and swearing and... You know, all that. Yeah. Was it like that? It, it actually was. Yeah, a lot of yeah messing around with cables, being like, fuck, shit. God damn it, It's just things wouldn't go in. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it yeah, was pretty like, much. So, yeah? Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so did you watch this game? I didn't. I've seen the goals. Right. Again, I'd... I'd Football has been one of those things that it's, it's been like, oh, football's on. Uh, no, sorry, back to the grind. Well, I saw, um, the, I saw the first half, and I've written yeah. exciting stroke predictable stroke meh question mark because it was Lithuania at the end of the day, wasn't it? It's hard to get excited about playing Lithuania. Yeah, I mean, a, a couple of people got really excited, and I think I think it was Harry Redknapp that sum, summed it up and said, give it, it's the qualifiers. This is what happens every single time. We win a game, we look fairly decent. 
and then we get to the actual tournament itself, and it's a completely different story. Yeah. We're, we're always good in the qualifiers. We'll probably go and win all of our games. Yeah. And it won't, it'll be for nothing. Yeah, I've still not seen the Jamie Vardy goal. I've seen the Jermaine Defoe goal because I watched that live. He missed a chance a couple of minutes before. Nice to see him score. Yeah. Is it, especially with, I know that the, um, is it Bradley? I think his name is. Yes. I know that that was a big thing before the game as well. So good sort of moment overall there for him to play and to, to get the goal as well. Yeah. Joe Hartlett, uh, Defoe and Bradley Larry walk out first, didn't he? As, mm. as Joe Hart was the captain for the day. Nice signal. Yeah, very nice touch. It's a very touching story between Jermaine Defoe and Bradley Lowry, isn't it? Because people are often very sniffy about footballers, but this is what you don't see 99% of footballers doing, which I'm sure most of them do something similar to this, but you just don't see it, do you? Yeah, you just, you just don't get the publicity for it. No, Jermaine, uh, Jesse Lingard and his 200 grand car are in the paper today, but you won't see things like You won't see Jesse Lingard at a hospital, even though he probably does do it. Yeah, no, so it's, it's always, oh, greedy footballers driving fancy new car. I'm like, yeah, but they're still probably giving a lot to charity. Just, but, you know, that's not going to be a story, is it? Yeah, and do you know what? The thing with that, it seems to be young footballers of colour as well, because they seem to do it with... Um, Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. It's there was a thing where Sterling buys bottled water. He's yeah. spoiled. <laughs> it seems to be a little odd. Uh, they've got a problem with how young men of colour spend their money. I don't... You know, I don't know if that's a coincidence or Well, that's, or what. that's the media for you, I think. I think so. Um, well, look, Scotland also won. They had to wait till 88 minutes for um, Coldplay's Chris Martin to score the winner against Slovenia. I've written underneath here, Scotland, what's the point, question mark? Because uh, they had that draw with Canada last week mm-hmm. and then a win against Slovenia in the 88th minute. We, we, play, we play Scotland next time, so knowing this, they'll probably beat us. But Wow. That, that would be a very England thing to do. It would <laughs> probably be a very Scotland thing to do as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> but we beat them 3-0 last time. I mean, really, what is the point? Is there any point in Scotland playing international football anymore? Can you see them getting to a qualification ever? No, definitely not. Unless this whole, let's have a bazillion teams in the group stages, you know, happens in Scotland just about scrape through there. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um mm. But, I mean, I seem to remember Scotland getting to loads of tournaments in the 90s. You had Italian 90, uh, the World the Euros in 92, World Cup 94, they didn't get there. But then Euro 96, they were there. World Cup 98, they were there. They got to, um, I think it was five World Cups in a row. But I can't see them qualifying for anyone soon at all. But you just, you, you sort of think of the squad and maybe the youth talents that are around these days. And there's not... I can't think of anyone right off the top of my head that would be like, yeah, that player's going to sort of be the lifeblood of the team, almost like what Bale is for Wales. Yeah. I, I can't see anyone like that for Scotland. No, you, you just keep filling for a minute. I'm going to try and find out who their team was. Okay, because I can't imagine... Well, I think a lot of them, I assume, would play in the Scottish Premier League because obviously you've got a few players here and there that sort of dot around, but nothing major. Yeah. Or, again, no one on the big stature. You could, I could pretend I've not found it and just leave you to... I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, God, he's, he's taking a while to find it. <laughs> uh, I've got to be honest, look at the BBC, the non-print of the team. So, I tell you, I'll put you out of your misery, but... Um, who did we have? We had Lee Griffiths, we had Kieran Tierney. Lee Griffiths, he's banging him in for a Celtic, isn't he? But, uh, it's Celtic. Yeah. Uh, Robert Snodgrass they had as well. Okay, not, yeah. Not bad, no, not bad, not bad. Uh, not bad. Um, 
Uh, Slovenia seemed blessed with goalkeepers because they had Jan Oblak in goal and they've got Hamdanovic as their other goalkeeper, haven't they? It's not a bad backup, actually, is it, to have a hand on, hand on of it? No, but you kind of want your players to be spread around to decent players. You, you don't <laughs> want two stunningly good goalkeepers at any one time, do you? No, it's a bit uh, counterproductive, that one. Yeah, exactly. Someone's going to have to miss out somewhere. Uh, so, right, the group that we're in, Group F, England are top on 13 points. Um, Slovakia are on 9, Slovenia are on 8, Scotland are on 7. Um, we're through, aren't we, England? Yeah, hundred percent, definitely through. Uh, well, I tell you what, we play Scotland next time, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotland beat us, and Slovakia win their game. They're only a point behind us. So we, well, I don't know, we're not quite there, are we? No, but not. But I think I think we'll be safe regardless. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just what we do. Uh, in, in majority of scenarios, we'll probably scrape the win against Scotland, knowing us. Yeah, okay. We'll play really badly and, and do what they did and, and get a late winner. <laughs> uh, Group D, uh, Serbia on 11, Ireland on 11, Wales and Austria on 7. Um, Wales had that draw last week with Ireland. We were talking about that at the time when I was last with Jesse. Um, and FIFA are looking at Seamus, not Seamus Coleman's tackle, um, Ryan Neil, Taylor. Taylor. Neil Taylor. Neil Taylor. Neil Taylor. I can't read my handwriting. No, I was looking at the <laughs> fact that Wales are playing Serbia next. That's obviously quite a big game, isn't it? Because if they win, they're only a point behind Serbia. Mm. But they did lose 6-0 last time they went there. Yeah, it's not great, is it? I, I don't really know how that'll go, really. I've you... got an idea. Well, you, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I've got an idea how it's going to go. I think Serbia are a better team than Wales, I should imagine. Do you think? I think they are, yeah. Especially at their place. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's uh, so. I think so. Um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, Ashley Williams has come out today and said how terrible um, Neil Taylor is feeling. Because, of course, he's Neil Taylor's teammate. But, of course, he's also Seamus Coleman's teammate, isn't he? And Ashley Williams went to visit him in hospital and Neil Taylor said, give him my best wishes and all this sort of thing. But FIFA are looking at the tackle again, aren't they? Yeah, I don't really know what else they're going to do about it. I mean, they can't, what, they're going to ban the player even more? I don't... Maybe they can. Yeah, okay, I assume it would only be for international football. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think they could ban him. I don't think they could, they'd have the jurisdiction to say, well, he's banned from football in general for a couple of months. I don't really know how it would work. No, well, Lionel Messi's got a five-game ban for talking back to the referee, hasn't he? So you'd kind of hope that someone would get a worse ban for... Breaking a leg than than talking. This about is FIFA, match. though. Yeah, I mean it's probably one game with a warning anyway. Yeah, well, one game, but you can come on in the 80th minute. Yeah, is the worst phrase you've heard this week? He's not that kind of player. That I, I always hate that phrase coming out whenever yeah. someone makes that because okay, they might not be that type of person. I think is a better word that they should use. Yeah, because. Yeah, they might not be that malicious as a person, but, you know, as people have said before, when you're on the pitch, it's a completely different story. Mm. You, know, you become a different person. You're not who you are on the football pitch sometimes because you see people do crazy things, and they might be the nicest person in the world, but it's completely different when you're in a competitive sort of situation. What are you like on the football pitch? Are you turn into some crazed monster? I, am, I, I do get a little bit angry. Do you? Uh, but, I, but I'm not... I get very frustrated very quickly, uh, and you know I, I, I start 
tugging at some shirts. I start clipping, <laughs> clipping people's heels, you know, just just to make a nuisance of myself. Really? What position do you play? Uh, normally, it's just sort of uh, normally midfield. When I used to play five aside with the people from work, I'd sort of be that person that's midfield dropping into defence and then the five aside side. Wow. I don't, mm. I don't have you down as a nasty sod. I'm, I'm not nasty. I just, it's, you know, it's all in jest. That's what they say. It's all, it's all a bit fun. I got the feeling you'd pull someone's shirt or clip their heels and you'd spend the next hour apologising to them. <laughs> if, if they went tumbling down, yeah, I'd definitely be apologising. But, you know, if someone's throw on goal, you know, have a bit of a pull of their shirt, you know, it'll be like, oh, you know, whatever, and then just walk off. <laughs> Um, when I first saw this tackle, I think it happened so fast, I couldn't actually see what had happened. It was only when I sort of saw, you saw it in slow motion or you see a photo of it that you see what how bad it actually was. It was quite a good spot by the referee, I think. Or maybe the fact the referee's a bit, a bit closer, he sees it. But the thing is, it, it's not just Neil Taylor that this is, but every, every player, every time they show a decision or give a card to a referee does, there's all this incredulous look on a player's face as in, what did I do to deserve that? But it's just so blatantly obvious when you look back, isn't it? He must have known what he was doing. Absolutely. I think every player does that. You're right, you know. People will jump in massively or do something really disgusting or like trip someone really maliciously and then they'll get a card and they'll be like, what? I didn't. I didn't just trip him over for no reason, or I didn't elbow him in the back of the head. Like I've seen Ibrahimov, the whole Ibrahimovic thing a couple of weeks ago. I'm pretty sure he even questioned the referee. Yeah, the sarcastic. Like, oh, what, what did I do? Yeah, I didn't do anything. Mourinho does. Yeah, Mourinho does that sarcastic laugh a lot. Yeah, I've seen a couple of players do it after they get booked, but yeah, Mourinho's known for it, isn't he? <laughs> it's just they just know to pan to him instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Also, uh, regards to the English groups in Group C, Germany are top on fifteen points. Northern Ireland, they're second. They have won uh, two 0 against Norway. I remember. I saw the goals. I kind of remember them, but I think I've seen about three hundred goals this last week. Um, <laughs> I've seen all the highlights from every single game that's been played. Uh, just for this. Podcast. That's dedication, right there. It is, but everything kind of blends into one. I definitely saw this, but I've got no idea what happened. <laughs> I can rem- I've seen about 300 goals. Oh, I've seen pretty much all the highlights from all the games this weekend, this last week. My only relief is there's no African qualifying. And all I can seem to remember from the whole thing is the uh, Syrian Penenka last week um, and uh, the two Neymar goals, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. That's what oh, I, can it, it, I can't you, remember anything else. Too much overload of football. That's that's the problem. It is. It's the Yeah, it's like Napoleon said this. He said when... Um, talking about his wars he said he who defends everything defends nothing and that's like my football yeah. watching I think that's yeah you've watched so much you, you now can't remember anything no. apart from two or three moments I definitely saw I saw the Scotland highlights as well and I can't remember anything that happened there I think he took it I've got no idea I think he lashed it with his left foot from the edge of the area mm-hmm. I could be thinking of somebody completely different could be thinking of the Japan game <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah I could be doing something like that anyway Northern Ireland did, two, did score two goals um, and Azerbaijan uh, they lost 4-1 at home to Germany. So, Northern Ireland are in a pretty good position. They're ahead of the Czech Republic by two points. Yeah, they're doing really well, actually. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, Holland, they lost 2-0 at Bulgaria, and they sacked Danny Blint. It's been a long time coming, though, hasn't it? As far as I'm aware. It has. He's lost as many games, or as many qualifiers in nine games as the previous four managers did in 58. They're on... Uh, where are they? They are... 
fourth at the minute. France at top, who beat Luxembourg 3-1. Uh, then you've got Sweden on 10 points, Bulgaria on 9, Holland on 7. They're in danger of missing out again, aren't they? It would just it says a lot, really, about the state of the Holland national team. That They've got so many great players, or they have had so many great players over the, the past few years, and the fact that they're missing out on tournaments completely... It's just huge to me. You you always expect Holland to be at the major tournaments. Yeah. And they just completely don't live up to their name. No, you're right. I mean, they got to the final of the World Cup in 2010, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got to the semis three years ago with... Um, uh, who was it? It was Louis Van Gaal, wasn't it? The semi-final. Remember, it was uh, Tim Cruise legend the Costa Ricans. Ah, uh, yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see how they got on at the Euros in 2012. Not very well by the looks of it because I can't see uh. their name. Because uh, obviously they missed out on the last one, didn't they? I think they missed out on the last competition. Yes, they missed out on the Euros at 2016. Yes. Yes. 2016 semi-final at 2014, which is obviously some kind of uh, some kind of blip, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. 2012. I'm looking here. They came bottom of their group, Group B. So Germany topped that. Uh, Portugal was second, Denmark was third, and Holland came fourth. So they came bottom of that group, and then they had the World Cup final in 2010, didn't they? The uh, Nigel de Jong, Xabi Alonso final. Yeah. So there's been a steady sort of decline there, and the general feeling was it was a freaky result that World Cup 2014 where they got to the semis. Um. So they're even talk about getting a foreign manager, in, aren't they? Yeah, but the, the question is, where do they go from here? Steve McLaren. Really, uh, Steve, Steve he's, he, he can do a good uh, Dutch accent as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was time at FC Twente. He'll, he'll be good. Would you be a nervous Everton owner at the minute? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yes, I think you'd be nervous anyway, because there was links with him to Barcelona. But I guess... That there's a lot of opportunities for him now. That's the main thing. It's not just the one. I think you'd be even more worried. Yeah. Um, the other talk is Frank de Boer, isn't it? Yeah, he's a good manager as well. I, I, I don't know. Well, you picked it, it's a piece, big job, anyway. You picked his pieces up at Inter Milan, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> How's that going? I, again, I've not. I think my stories have, have all stopped so far just because I've, I've barely had a chance to sort of sit there. I haven't had a chance to sort of sit down and think right I need to write the next episode because I've just got I come home and I'm just like I'm so tired I need to just relax Yeah. instead of trying to do more although it's not actually work it's you know trying to actually do something that I actually enjoy but thinking I've got to write sit down and write like a thousand words yeah you know you my can't, brain can't handle it you could, yeah no, you, you, you have to be the mood don't you absolutely Definitely. Uh, elsewhere, you got Portugal four, Latvia one. Ronaldo scores two. Got I saw his free kick. I remember that one. Did you see that? No, and I didn't see that. Yeah, actually. Oh, right hand corner of the penalty area. Uh, he takes it. The ball kind of keeps low. Seems to bend quite a lot into the bottom left hand corner and bounces just around the goalkeeper as well. He's now in the top ten international goal scorers ever. Um, Switzerland the top of their group, and then Portugal a second, but. What did they do for Ronaldo this week? They had a little statue, didn't they? Yeah, he's, uh, it, they renamed an airport. I think that was the whole thing, wasn't it? It's, is it the Cristiano Ronaldo International Airport or something? This is a Madeira, isn't it? His hometown. Yes, yeah. And he's got a little statue of himself, although you wouldn't know. But it looks like Round Moat. 
Yeah, it's um, it's not great. It's, it's a sculpture of respect, and the sculptors come out and said, "You can't please everyone." That's true. <laughs> which is which is true, but he said, Cristiano loved the sculpture. All he wanted was some wrinkles taken out and to be more jovial. He definitely looks more jovial now. Yeah, he looks uh, like he's mid laugh. He looks like he's had a stroke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah, it's it's. It's pretty terrible. But he's just scoring goals, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyone, anyone yeah. can score a goal. Not anyone can. Um, not anyone can sort of craft a sculpture, can they? No, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to find the list of the top ten international people. I can, I'm, I'm trying to think who's who's on the list. I know who's number one. You do? Is it Pele? No. No. Ooh. Do you want a clue? Yeah. He's Iranian. Iranian? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay, top ten. Cristiano Ronaldo. I'll tell you what, the top four... Well, the, mm. the, the, one, two, three, four, five, six... Okay, there's four on 71 goals. That's Cristiano Ronaldo, Miroslav Klose, uh, Majid Abdullah, who I think, for Saudi Arabia, who I think scored that real mazy goal in the 1994 World Cup. Uh, and Katsyuk Semyon of Thailand. Uh, 75 goals is Bashar Abdullah of Kuwait and then Sandor Coxis of Hungary. Number six is uh, Godfrey Chitalu of Zambia on 76 goals, who's one behind your man Pele. Okay, yeah. So Pele has been outscored in history by uh, Hussein Saeed of Iraq, who's got 78 goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kunishigi Kamamoto of Japan, who's got 80. Ferenc Pushkas, 84. And Ali Dyer of Iran, 109 goals. Who are they playing? So it's for these players that's got all these goals. Who who are they playing? This is, is it just like each other? And it's probably <laughs> like, oh, I'll, I'll score five this game. You'll score five next game. Ali Dyer, he wasn't actually that bad a keeper. I think he played in... Uh, keeper. Uh, um, I was going to say, he's, he's not... top number one goalkeeper. <laughs> he's That's an accomplishment. He's not that bad. I think he played in the Bundesliga for a little bit. Yeah, he played for Bayern Munich for a little bit. Okay. And Hertha Billing. Um, <laughs> but how many goals? He scored 109 goals in 149 appearances for a run. Jeez. But I would, so... Im- I would imagine he's, you know... He'd have been playing not the best of teams. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the calibre of the opposition's probably good. Which I think makes like Ronaldo's accomplishment quite a bit higher to, to be in that list. Yeah. But he's, you know, the, the quality of the opposition you can imagine is quite a lot higher. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, right, we'll move over to. Well, there's loads of other European stuff that's happened, but I just can't bother to list it all here. We'll be all going on mm. all night if we did that. So. We'll move along to South America. Jesse, put your hands over your ears if you're listening on that subway. Uh, because um, Brazil qualified. They beat Paraguay 3-0. So the first team to qualify for Russia 2018. Did you see any of these goals? I haven't seen them yet, no. Oh, there's a scrumptious Neymar goal. Did you see his lob last week? Yes. Ridiculous. It's better than that. He picks the ball up on the left-hand touchline. I think he sort of kicks it past uh, the right winger and outsprints him to get to the ball, cuts inside about 25 yards out on the left-hand side, dribbles by about two or three players, dinks it into the goal. Superb goal. Absolutely amazing goal. Absolutely blistering pace as well with the guy. He tears that um, tears straight down that pitch. Remember that Gareth Bale goal in the Copa del Rey? Yes, where he, he, he 
pushed it past Raya, ran off the pitch, and then went round. A little bit similar to that. Uh, only he had to do a bit more sort of skillful, intricate moves as he got in towards the goal. But he moved easily as fast as uh, as Bale did. Um, yes. Colombia beat Ecuador two 0 Chile beat Venezuela three one. Sorry, Jesse. Peru lost. Uh, Peru beat Uruguay two one. And guess I'm to Argentina. They lost as well, didn't they? I think I saw. They lost to uh, Bolivia. So all that hard work they did, where they beat Chile um, last week. And they pulled themselves back into the qualifying place. Well, they're well and truly out of it now. Uh, you've got Brazil qualifying on 33 points. Colombia uh, on 24. Uruguay 23. Chile 23. And then you've got Argentina on 22. In the playoff position against New Zealand at the minute. Well, not playing against New Zealand. They play the Oceania winners, which will be yes. ergo New Zealand. Um, Messi is banned for four, five games for swearing at the referee. Or saying bad words to the referee. Yeah, being very rude. Very rude. I think they got a very good record with him. I don't think they've won this qualifying campaign without him. No, absolutely. I think he he is their team at this point. I think. Uh, well, I think it's um, Messi and Mascarano. I think is their team. Oh yeah, and that's about it. Um, Tim Vickery said they're held together in defence by Mascarano and duct tape at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. If Argentina don't get to the World Cup finals, how old is Lionel Messi now? Hang on, let me, let's have more furious googling. Hang on a second, because this could be his last chance, couldn't it? I mean, he's already retired from international football once. I mean, I think if they don't make it, this this has surely got to be it, right? Uh, you would have thought so. Hang on a second, how old is he? Dum 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 dum. Lionel Messi, Wikipedia, never wrong. Uh, he's 29 years old. So, 24th of June. So, he'll be 30 come the next World Cup, won't he? Next what, so he, he's 29 now? Oh, hang on, no. He'll be normal 31, won't he? Yes. Sorry, I don't have a GCSE in maths. That's fine. <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody will ever know. Um, yeah, so he'll be 31 come the next World Cup, which means come Qatar 2022, he'll be 35. Which... I mean, I'd, I'm sure he could stay in that team forever. Yeah. And still be playing, but I, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine they'll get close enough anyway. He, he needs other players around him, unfortunately. He does. I mean, you can see them getting to the qualifying thing and then dumping on whoever from Oceania they got to play. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's bad, but... It could think, it could be worse. Yeah, exactly. It could be a whole lot worse. Um, other bits of news. Uh, Carlton Cole, remember him? I do. He signed for Indonesian club Persib uh, Persib Bandung, and he gets to join up with any idea? Oh no, idea. Michael Essien. Oh, I do like Michael Essien. Some kind of Chelsea two thousand and four reunion. Reun- <laughs> yeah. So get to see Joe Cole or somebody like that next year, or Jeremy or somebody. Yeah, that'd be good. Get, get all the old boys back together. And I'm, Heidegger Johnson is still playing. Yeah, he, we, he can he can knock around. Winston Bogard was he there in 04? I, I think he may have just been before that, but not overly sure. No. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic said he could be staying at Manchester United past this summer. I think they need him. I, I, whether they're actually going to get Griezmann, I don't know. But surely, I think the fact that they're talking about it means they're not certain if they'll be able to get Griezmann or not. Because I can't imagine you to be able to have both in the squad. No, 
I, I think they'll be in the Champions League next season, either by fourth place or winning the Europa League. I just think. Sorry? Do you think? I, 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 yeah, I think so. I mean, they've been on a fairly impressive run recently. So. I think their biggest threat in the Europa League is Leon, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Leon are a very good side, though. And United have been sort of... They're not nailed on to win games anymore. No, but they're not nailed on to lose them either, if you see what I mean. True. Yeah, I know. That's Mourinho for you. Yeah. That's what he does. Uh, Hibbs versus Green at Morton descended into a tremendous bun fight last night. If you get a chance to look at that on YouTube, then you should. Um, there was a. It was the last minute, and it was in front of Neil Lennon on the touchline, and there was a rather nasty tackle by a Green at player on his Hibbs player, leading to a, a kerfuffle between the players. Um, a Hibbs player. Moved his head forward to a green at player who went down in the way that they do. Classic. Yeah. Uh, and then Neil Lennon got involved. Jim Duffy got involved. Jim Duffy said that um, Jim Duffy, the green at manager, said that Neil Lo- Neil Lennon offered him a straightener. <laughs> 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 sort it out, man, oh man. That would be worth watching, wouldn't it? Yeah. He's the angriest, smallest man in the world, isn't he, Neil Lennon? Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> um, Richie Pochettino said it's impossible for him to manage Barcelona. Do you know why? Why? Because he played for big rivals, Espanyol, 216 times. Okay, yeah. And he said he would never be accepted as a Barcelona manager. <laughs> um, I suppose these things are important, aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, Millwall never took Steve Lomas to their hearts because of the West Ham connection. Slightly different scale, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's the same level. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, and the wife of a Chinese player has criticised him for his extramarital affairs. I can't remember his name, unfortunately. I didn't write it down. But they've been married for four years, and she said he's been sleeping around for three and a half years of that. Um, and she chose the week that he made a mistake. He headed the ball back to an Iranian player who then went on to score and cost his team the game. So he's had a doubly bad week because she's now divorcing him. <laughs> I, I saw something a couple of weeks ago, and a football player, I, he'd got like man of the match or something, and they were speaking to him. And, you know, saying, congratulations, you know, how's it feel? Who you want to thank? He said, I want to thank my girlfriend. I mean, uh, I want to thank my wife. Um, um, my wife is the most important person in my life. <laughs> so it's uh, safe so to say he probably got quite a shouting when he got home. Remember the Chile miners when they went down the hole? Yeah. Um, well, one of them had something explaining to do when he got to the surface, when he discovered both his wife and girlfriend. Were oh, different. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> um, we've got a 48-team World Cup coming soon, haven't we? And they've divvied out how the um, uh, how each continent's going to get its numbers. Have you seen this? I haven't been able to look at it fully, but I've, I've seen the 48-team thing. Yeah, so Africa will get nine places. Asia will get eight. Europe, 16. Uh, Oceania, one. CONCACAF, six. Commonwealth, six. There'll be two qualifying places. I can't remember where they come from. And then, of course, you've got your host nation as well. That's not a bad little distribution, is it? You kind of hope for maybe another place for an Oceania team. but Oh, that's what I was going to say. I think it's a bit unfair to only give them one. Yeah. I'm into my little... Yeah, yeah you'd expect... You know, if you're trying to broaden the, the, the horizon of everything, then, you know, you get, give them a couple of extra... Give them an extra space. Do you know what? I'm into my Oceania qualifying. I quite like this. That's the ones I've been watching on YouTube the most. What, what's the reason? Is it just... Oh, it's just great fun because they just I don't know it's just a part of the world you never sort of see play football very often and it looks really nice everyone just sort of sits around on a big grassy bank watching the football 
<laughs> it just seems a really nice way to pass an afternoon. Um, did you see the? Uh, I can't remember who New Zealand were playing with. They played someone the other day, um, and there this was like a proper A League stroke uh, rugby union stadium. So sort of thirty, forty thousand seats. There were five hundred people there, and guess what was behind <laughs> the goal? What a Wenger out poster. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Yeah, so even all that way the other side of the world, he can't get a break. <laughs> uh, right, well, speaking of Wenger out, the Premier League is back this weekend. We'll come on to Arsenal in a second. But first game of the weekend is the Merseyside derby, Liverpool versus Liverpool reserves. Um, Mark, sometimes with this parish, I've asked him for an opinion on how he thinks the game's going to go because he's a dirty toffee nose. So let's have a little look. Dirty toffee nose, that's, that's a good one. That's, that's bluest. Yes. Uh, what did I say? What did he say? He said, "Quote unquote, I can see it. Hang on. I can oh. see it being a cagey affair. Everton City <laughs> first struggling to get men up to sport like Hachu. Would love a Tom Davis winner in front of the cop. Only see a narrow window. Ba 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 ba. Lots of love, Mark. <laughs> so it's like he's here, isn't it? It's like he's in the room. Yeah, exactly. You're so, good at the, you're so varied with your impressions, Chris. <laughs> you know, your impression of me last week, your impression of Mark this week. It's great. I think Jessie that took the biscuit for you last week. I think she did the best impressions. I, I tell you what, you, there was she did, but there was that one bit where I think it was it was towards the start, and she said something, and you said, "Oh, hi, Jessie, I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm getting married." <laughs> <laughs> you weren't going to get a free pass last week. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think Everton have won at Anfield this century, which is getting, you know, we're getting further and further into it year by year. This, of course, is the Peter Beards and Nicky Barnby, Gary Ablett derby. Yeah. And many others. So, it's a tough one, actually, because Everton have been quite good recently, from what I can tell. You guys have not really playing that well either it's going to be an interesting one you, you, you're really good against the top teams it's mainly the the lesser teams not so much form goes out the window that sort of thing yeah so I don't I think it could be a tight game I think it could be a draw but maybe a high scoring draw they normally won one these games which is surprising because they normally Sky Sports normally love to like amp these games up as massive affairs and then they turn out not to be yeah, Liverpool have won five and drawn seven. Uh, Everton haven't won in the last 12. 21 red cards. This is the most red-carded fixture uh, of ever in Premier League history. Um, of course, this was the friendly one, isn't it, that Scousers like to sort of say? Yes. Where's the... Who's the ref? Who's the ref? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If it's Mike Dean, there's definitely some reds come in. I think I spent more time on the internet this podcast than actually talking. <laughs> Hang on, let me just try and... Oh, Fine. Who's the referee? Hang on one second. God, it, I please Mike Dean because I'd be the best choice ever I think for a be... game where they're, they're famous for cards. Mike Dean would be great. Hang on, I've got to go back quite a long way here. Right, where are it... we? Everton, Liverpool. Do, 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 do. I don't think it tells you who the ref is. I'm on oh. the Premier League app here, or the Premier, not Premier, Premier League website. Uh, right, Everton versus Liverpool. This will be something really boring after all this, isn't it? I know it's not even going to be. It's not even going to be like Clattenburg or anyone like that. No. Uh, squads latest. No, no one really cares about the other referees. This is why people don't like referees. It's really difficult to find out who's bloody ref in. Oh, you know, you got you got got to keep everyone you know interested and make yeah. sure that the referees have got plenty of support and this isn't the way to do it is it no I don't know unfortunately um, Liverpool 1-0 back at Goodison Park in December a 94th minute side Omane goal uh, 
Romelu Lukaku scored 10 goals in the Premier League past 80 minutes this season. So he'll be important to them. Very important. Yeah, I Despite think the fact he said he's going to sod off as soon as he can. Yeah, that's not great, is it? I mean, you'd be really surprised. It's just, it's a very weird situation to be in. Mm. Just to, to think, right, I'm going to push forward and I'm going to become your, your sort of, one of your best goal scorers, you know, scoring more goals in the Premier League than before, like, Gary Lineker and all that. And then he's like, yeah, actually, I'm gone. See you later. Adios. Yeah. I'm, I'm going back to Chelsea. I, do you know what I said the other week? Benzema and his forthcoming court case. I wonder if Real Madrid might see him as a cheeky option. Yeah, he said that. I'm not sure. I think he'd... Again, I don't know if he's at that level, though. I don't. I just can't see him in a Real Madrid shirt. Could you not? I, just, uh, I, I think he's a stupendous player. I think he could definitely hold his own. Yeah. Uh, I just had... I found out, by the way, it's Anthony Taylor is the ref. Is it? Yeah. Is he good? Martin Atkinson is the fourth for sure. Anthony Taylor's alright, I think. Is he? Yeah, he's, he's not too bad. There's a, there's only a few referees that I see and I just think this game's ruined. I don't know the, I, do you know what? I couldn't tell you ten referees in the Premier League these days. No, I couldn't tell you ten referees. I could tell you two or three and those are the, those are the ones I see the most and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. This game's over. It's gonna be a red this game or Clattenburg's gonna do something stupid. Yeah. Oh, for the days of Paul Durkin and Uriah Rennie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for a draw then. Yeah. All right. Um, is that what you, sorry, what did you say? A draw. You're going to a draw as well. More yeah. derbies this weekend. Uh, Southampton versus Bournemouth. I suppose that's kind of a derby. It's on the coast. <laughs> up north, so. <laughs> You're up north. This is a, this is a derby. <laughs> well, it's north for me anyway, but um, they're, they're kind of next to each other, aren't they? I suppose. We'll twist that one if we can. Yeah. Uh, Manolo Gabbiadini and Virgil van Dijk are both injured, though. It's tough. Gabbiadini's been such a positive influence for them, and to lose them at this point in the season is pretty critical for me. Yeah, he's been um, it, it, he's hit the ground very much running, hasn't he? And he would have got that hat trick in the League Cup final if um, we'd had that goal line technology, wherever it was. That offside technology. Darn technology. Yeah. Um, and Josh King's on a bit of a winning streak at the moment. He's scored uh, eight goals and one assist in his last eight games, so he could make use of that great big Virgil van Dijk hole, couldn't he? He could. I think it would be a good game, actually. Bournemouth have started to to pick up again, so... Yeah, I think it would be a good game. I'm, I'm not sure where the result's going to go. Where is it? Is that at Bournemouth? Or is no, it at it's at Southampton. Ooh, probably a narrow Southampton win. Yeah, I still... I still think they're in trouble, Bournemouth. 33 points. Oh, I don't know, 33 points. Maybe they're okay. I think 33 is probably enough. I, think, I can see them picking up a few extra points before the season's done. I think they will end up at that magic sort of 40-point number. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. They got that win, didn't they, last time out? So I think they're yes. re- I think they're sort of very much relieved by that. Uh, another London derby, Crystal Palace, or no, uh, Chelsea versus Crystal Palace in the Neil Shipley derby. Do you remember him? Yes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, this one's very interesting. It's, it's a 19th century football again. You know, that classic Sam Allardyce quote. Oh, well, yes. About Sam Allardyce, yeah. Yes. Well, that, that was when he was at West Ham, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian Benteke scored uh, in four different Premier League games versus Chelsea. So he likes Chelsea. He does, because um, people like Cahill don't know how to defend against big strikers. 
Uh, or Defender General, but... <laughs> is it going to be any different this time? Um, probably... I think Chelsea will win. I can see them nicking a goal, um, maybe just from a from a set piece or something, and Benteke getting a sneaky header. But I think Chelsea will, will have enough about them. I don't know if Hazard's injured, actually, or not, whether he's going to be fit again. Because he'd be a big loss. Yeah. Do you want some extreme stats to make, make you feel a bit Ooh. reassured? Yes. Uh, Chelsea's 15 points have, uh, have got 15 points from London Derby's this season. Do you know how many points Palace have got? Two. Less than that. Is it zero? Big fat zero. Oh. Um, and Chelsea have scored first 22 times this season, which is the most in the Premier League. Palace have conceded first 19 times, which is the worst after Sunderland. Yeah, if it, I think we'll be fine. Uh, but it's it's going to I think every game is a bit of an edgy one where we're so relieved to win just because it's another win towards the title yeah I think every game there's a there's a pressure on Chelsea to to win and, and to keep the momentum going because is it in a good position we are that there's still time to slip up yes you just got to keep plugging away and ticking them off like a little tally chart haven't you it's another win another win yes haven't said yeah, that exactly I think that hmm no, go on. No, I was just going to say, you know, that's that's why the players seem so sort of happy after every game, even though you're not beating teams that well. Yeah, but having said that, I can't see Palace giving you any problems this weekend, especially if it's your place as well. Yeah, I think we'll be we'll be good enough to sort of counter anything. Yeah. Um, it's also the uh, Emmanuel Adebayor derby this weekend, Arsenal versus Manchester City. I was wondering which way that was going, because that could, that could be... You know, quite a few. Derby, <laughs> um, it's at the Emirates. But you still miss that celebration when he ran down the pitch. That was just That's the best, so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was best, him doing that or the reaction, the Arsenal fans' reaction. The reaction. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> uh, no Peter Cech. Um, uh, Santi Corzola. Perez. What's Lucas Perez, isn't it? Yeah. They're all out. Uh, Ozil's fit again, probably. Um Arsenal at home versus Manchester City. Go on, this is, this surprised me, the statistic. Uh, their last 11, they've won 11 and drawn 6. Okay, that's... That is surprising, actually. Yeah, normally you think about them getting stuffed or something, don't you? It's a very interesting scenario with Arsenal at the moment, because all, all the rumours suggest that Wenger's actually going to stay for another season. Yes, obviously superb trolling, isn't it? But, which is just great Arsenal fans and Arsenal fan TV I'm sure are loving it but I mean I got an, I got a notification on my phone earlier breaking news Arsene Wenger will not announce status today am I, am I, I going to get this every day now is that breaking news something that, yeah, that, that, that was breaking news Arsene Wenger will not reveal his future today I thought well what's what's the point of that that doesn't tell me anything breaking news nothing happening Breaking news. Arsenal Wenger's going to have a press conference. Guess what? He's going to avoid the question. Okay. <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. I'll see you again next week. Brilliant. Uh, the last seven Premier meetings in this fixture at home uh, for Arsenal have resulted in 27 goals. That's an average of 3.86 per game. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Look forward to more of those. Um, Arsenal Wenger says they go for it, we go for it. Should be a promising game. I think it's going to be good fun, don't you? I think it's going to be a barnstormer. Yeah. They normally are. They normally just both teams just throw caution to the wind and just go for it and, and it, I can see it being really high scoring what kind of Alexis Sanchez are we going to get 
the moody one, but he'll still score. The sulky one. Yeah, I mean, he came out and, and said a, something today. He said, I want to stay in London and join a team of winners. Did he? Did he say that? Something like that. Some, perhaps paraphrasing, but I, I'm sure I saw him dropping a, the biggest hint that he's going to join Chelsea or something. That 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 could just be a, that could be just something made up from Chelsea fans, but you know I don't know. That's he's got quite a good it, bargaining position because he say sell me to Chelsea for something now or I go there next summer for nothing. That's the thing. I, Arsenal have surely got to sell him as well. Yeah. As it, a stat for you, Sanchez has been involved in twenty-seven goals in twenty-seven Premier League games this season. Forty-eight yeah. percent of their goals. That's an awful... I mean, that's a lot. That's an awful lot. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're also talking about selling Mesut Ozil to um, Turkey. Yeah, which... That's also bizarre. Oh, it's... Oh, yeah, Alex, it's a misleading tweet, apparently, according to, to Reddit Soccer, but the, the quote was, I want to stay in the same city and be in a winner team, was, was the perhaps paraphrased quote from a Tory oh, did. I don't know. That doesn't sound very good, does it? Mm. Um... I'm going to go for an Arsenal win. Really? I'm going to have to go for a Man City win. Are you? Just because I think it'd be great to see the reaction. Oh, yeah, it would be. It would be fantastic. It's just the fact that it's at London, I think it's going to be an Arsenal win. Mm, okay. I think so. Uh, Swansea versus Middlesbrough in the Marvin Emnes derby. Um, is this still a relegation battle, Swansea? But Yeah, Swansea is a relegation battle, really, isn't it, still? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Swansea, I think that they... Where are they at the moment? They're, they're fourth bottom, so they're three points above Hull in the relegation zone. And how many points are they behind the team above? Uh, they're a point behind Crystal Palace above them. Middlesbrough are on 22 points, so if they win this, they're up to 25, so they're only two points then behind Swansea, so it does help them out. Um, their problem is scoring goals. I mean, they've got like, the third best defensive record in the league, but they've uh, they've only been involved with scoring 33 goals this season which is the fewest in the Premier League yeah it's not great and they've not even got that bad of a strike force I mean no, got, exactly. I thought Negredo was going to come and prove everyone wrong and I think we said at the start of the season we, we were hoping he'd be you know he'd come and show Man City what they missed out on type thing yeah but he hasn't <laughs> yeah I mean speaking of percentages and goals Gilfrey Sigurdsson has been involved in 53% of all Swansea's goals that is definitely not surprising. No. He's everywhere. He's a hamstring or a broken leg away from uh, disaster for Swansea, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I think I think Swansea have definitely improved uh, under Clement. Yeah. But I, I think they'll be safe just because of the teams around them are in such a bad state. Yeah. I mean... I think it will be tight. Borough have lost four at the last five. Swansea have had back-to-back losses versus... I wrote, <laughs> wrote Hull and Swansea, but it's obviously not. It's somebody else. It's Bournemouth. <laughs> I think it's Bournemouth, isn't it? They had that other loss against. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they did have that pretty good start, but maybe it's one of those sort of misnomer starts. Everyone thinks that Hull have done all right under Marco Silva, but they've sort of bobbled along a little bit, haven't they? But They have since. I think the, the first couple of matches, that I think they, they didn't get that many results, but I think they looked... I think that's the thing for Swansea is they've looked better, but the results haven't come yet. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, Borough won the reverse three 0 I can't see it happening again. I'm going to say Swansea win. Yeah, Swansea win. I think so. Uh, I suppose it depends whether Lorente's fit as well, doesn't it? Because he Jumbery hobbled off, didn't he? Oh yeah. Game. I just thought struck me now. I think if he's 
looking at the Premier League website earlier on, I didn't mention his name at all, so hopefully he's fit. Because it, it did mention that Carl Norton and Jonas Olsen, we didn't mention Lorente. Yeah, he's probably fit then. Let's hope so. Uh, Watford versus Sunderland. Um, Sunderland lost 1-5 in five in the Premier League versus Watford. Jermaine Defoe's never scored against Watford. That's another one to add to the list then. No, apparently he's, he's, he's scored against something like 30-odd teams he's played in the Premier League and Watford are one of the few he's never scored against. I think I think he could do it then. I, I think it would be out of the rounds of possibility. Well, Watford have scored eight goals in the first 15 minutes of the Premier League. That's the most uh, this season. So they get a good start, don't they? It's just the, yeah. the following 75 minutes they seem to have a problem with. They're on 31 points. They're in 14th. Again... Where are we? They've got 10 games left. You can see them getting enough points, can't you? Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think I can I can even see them winning this one, to be fair. Well, it is Sunderland or bottom, so... Hmm. Um, well, if Sunderland lose this one, and Swansea win, all of a sudden Sunderland are 10 points behind, aren't they? They're pretty much dead and buried, then, aren't they? I, I think Sunderland have been dead and buried for a while, though. They, they've not... They've not really shown much about them for a while and I think Moyes hasn't really helped it'd be interesting to see if he'd stay mm. if they get relegated didn't they play Adam Johnson knowing he might have done things wrong yeah I think that, that, that's always the thing that I think you, you come back to is they, they deserve to be relegated anyway yeah exactly so uh, you know I'm not sorry if they disappear and never come back um, yeah <laughs> Manchester United versus West Brom and Jalbin in the Brian Robson derby West Brom at Old Trafford have won two of their last three games I think this is going to be a really tough game for United. Yeah. Where are West Brom? They're actually quite high up, aren't they? They are, aren't they? I remember. They are eighth. I mean, they're a good they've seven been... points behind Everton. Yeah, but I mean, I think they've been one of the teams this season that have completely flown under the radar, mm. but just keep picking up results. Every time we talk, I think, you know, Pulis and, and these management staff, but really, they've, they've actually been firing pretty much on all cylinders most of the season in their own special way but it you know he's eighth for West Brom it's quite remarkable really when you think about it yeah where they were you see James McLean playing against uh that team this week no I think he played against uh what did he do I think there's a team of children who play but they got down syndrome and I think they were struggling for an opponent this week so he turned up and said play me (laughs) Which is very kind of him. It's nice. Yeah, because uh, he gets a bit of bad publicity around November time each year, doesn't he? Is that... Oh, yeah. yeah, of course he does. I was like, what was it? And then I remembered back to the, the rants. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the people that get angry. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so uh, I, quite, I quite like James McLean, actually. I quite, I quite think he's good fun. But... Um, I'm trying to think as Latan versus that West Brom defence. I mean, they're going to be two banks of... I mean, there's going to be pretty much eight central defenders on that pitch. Yes, well, there? yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, you've got the likes of... Um, uh, you've got Johnny Evans and you've got... Claudio Jacob's a bit bonkers, isn't he? He could have a little... Wobble. Yeah, but then you've got Gareth McCauley. Gareth McCauley is my secret dream team um, points getter. <laughs> Because he's so consistent, or and he's got six goals already. He scores quite a lot. I was going to say he scores quite a lot already, doesn't he? Yeah, James McLean and um, Johnny Evans versus Zlatan. That could be quite good. Mm. 
Uh, Wayne Rooney has got seven goals and five assists in ten games versus West Brom, so he likes playing for them, uh, playing against them. Um, and West Brom have outran their opponents in their last 19 games, which surprised me a little bit because I kind of imagine just standing there, you know, sort of Gandalf, you shall not pass like. I think that's the thing. There's a perception that they are, yeah, going to sit back and sort of completely defend for the entire game, but really, they can actually be quite positive. Yeah. And very hard working. Uh, James Morrison could become the fourth Scotsman to get to 300 Premier League games. Who are the other three? <laughs> You'll never get it. <laughs> no, I, I'm not even going to attempt to. <laughs> Darren Fletcher, Gary McAllister, and Paul Telfer. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I will go for a Manchester United win, though. I'm going to go for a draw. Are you? Mm. A sneaky 1-1. One, one. A 1-1 one, one draw? Yeah. Ben Foster's going to have a sort of Tom Heaton game of his life at Old Trafford. It, oh, it, a returning it, Manchester United goalkeeper. Yeah. He, to be honest, Ben Foster does have good games against United. Yeah, he does. He does, he does normally put it out of the bag. Again, he's my dream team. I, I say I've got these secret Premier League sort of dream team players because Michael Antonio is the other one, but I'm doing terribly in my league. So, <laughs> they can't so be maybe, that good. maybe they're not really that good. Maybe that's why they're secret because no one picks them. But yeah, nobody, nobody else has got them for a very good reason. Uh, next game is Leicester City versus Stoke in the Kevin Rooster Russell derby. Remember Kevin Russell? Rooster Russell. No. Rooster, Rooster. Do you remember him? No. He was a Leicester City super sub of about 1993. He was fantastic. And Leicester were losing. He'd go on, they'd sort of, um, Mark McGee or Brian Little would bring him on and we'd all cry, Rooster, Rooster, Rooster. <laughs> His big bald head. <laughs> Google him. He's a legend. Definitely going to have to. Stoker won one out of five versus Leicester. So Leicester got the hoodoo sign. Of course, it's Robert Hooth derby, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Leicester are looking for their third successive home Premier League win, plus they got that win versus uh, Seville, didn't they, in the Champions League? Yeah, they're, they're a completely different side all, all over again. Yeah. It's like, like, it's like watching last season. <laughs> yeah, so, shaky. Uh, it could only be the fifth manager to get to his win his first four Premier League games. Who are they, the other four? Uh, are they recent-ish? Yeah, none are English, there's a clue. <laughs> well, yeah. Is one of them Mourinho? Yeah. Uh, I can imagine. Would Ancelotti have done it? Yeah. And is the, is the, is the other one a Chelsea manager as well? Yeah. Oh, um, there's Avram Grant. No. No. <laughs> Who's the other one? Uh, it, oh, yeah, Gusling. And the last one? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Pep. Oh, did he actually? Of course, he won his first four games. It, the thing about Pep is, I just because Man City have been so sort of meh this season, I just forget Pep's even there at this point. But do you remember they started so well, didn't they? And everyone was just like, oh "My God, they're gonna." There is even Pep's, talking. Pep's yeah. the greatest manager of all time. Oh, you That's think he's a fraud, don't you? He's a fraud. <laughs> But no, they won pretty much every game to about sort of late September, didn't they? Mm. They did start very well. And then your Fraudiola came out. Fraudiola. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's standard. Because on my timeline, it's always like bald Fraudiola. Because <laughs> they always go back to his hair. Yeah. Oh, somebody at my work got offended this week. I think he got offended. He wasn't sure whether he was offended or not because he's got a bald head. And okay. um, someone grabbed his attention by patting him on his head. <laughs> 
and you could hear the sort of you could hear the sort of slapping from the other end of the office where it landed on his head. <laughs> he he was very interesting. Do you ever remember the Father Ted episode where they kicked Bishop Brennan up the arse and he didn't quite realise till the very end? Yeah, it was very much similar to that. He's probably thinking, did someone really? Yeah. Just tap the top of my head. Yeah, it was exactly like that. Uh, right, Hull versus West Ham. Uh, this is the Robert Snodgrass derby, isn't it? Yes. It is, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Mike Nobody's back. Mick Antonio, uh, Winston Reid and Obiang are out. Uh, Hull are unbeaten in the Premier League versus West Ham. But West Ham have conceded the most goals in the Premier League in the first 15 minutes and Hull have conceded the most in the final 15 minutes. <laughs> so... It's all going to happen, and you can sort of have a little nap in the middle, can't you? Yeah, I was going to say, does that mean you only have to watch the first little bit and the last little bit? Almost <laughs> like a Formula 1 race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Hull have given away 11 penalties to West Ham's 8. That's the most in the Premier League for those two, for, for uh, any team. But yeah, you're right. You could just sort of turn up to the start, get on with the knitting, and then just sort of look up again. Yeah, with 75 go, go, go grab a pie or something. Yeah. And then come back. Yeah, um... I think I think Hull could do okay in this one. I still kind of believe in Marco Silva. I'm still willing him to stay up just for the. I think he's been. I think he's been okay. He's been left in a very sort of difficult position. I think he's gone back to basics and they've not got all the results. But I think Hull fans are probably generally a bit happier to go watch the games. I can imagine. I think giving them hope. Yes. Which, you know, could also be the terrible thing as well, because it's the hope that well, kills you in the end. But you'd rather yeah. have it than not have it, wouldn't you? Well, exactly. You don't want to You don't want to be like Sunderland and have no hope whatsoever. No, exactly. So they are um, their third bottom at the minute. They are three points behind uh, and a slightly worse goal difference behind Swansea. So if they lose, then they're still in it. But you kind of expect Crystal Palace losing at Chelsea this weekend as well. If they win, they only go point behind Palace. So, you know, they still stay in contention with the teams above them. Mm, absolutely. So you kind of think that they could still... There's a chance. There is There is a chance. Yeah. Yeah, they can still claw their way out of this. Uh, I'm going to go for a whole win. I'm going to go for a draw again. Yeah, OK. Yeah, and draws, then... all, draws all week. Draws all week. Yeah. Have you gone for a draw for everything? No, I went for Chelsea win. <laughs> so nine draws and a Chelsea win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If that comes up, crikey. Uh Last game then is Burnley versus Spurs. Um, Burnley in the Premier League, so this includes the last time they were here, got 83% of their wins at home. And that includes um, 78% of all points at home. Which is a lot. But the only thing is with that, of course, they can't have played that many games. They've only They only played... You play 19 the first season. You're probably on about 12, 13 this season. Take yes. it as a percentage against teams that have been in the Premier League longer. It's a bit of a mute statistic, but you can kind of see the point they're making, can't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. They've been quite good from home, but they can't do it anywhere else. No. Uh, and no Harry Kane, no Eric Lamella, Danny Rose or uh, Wim Janssen for the Spurs. They're all out. That's a tough one, but I think but I think Tottenham have got enough players in and around the squad that will be able to carry them through. Oh, you think they're going to get a win? Sons, Sons. I think actually, I think Sons been playing very well. Um, Ali's playing quite well. Um, did you say Ericsson was injured or no? Ericsson was he's not on the No, so 
Uh, so Ericsson's easy to be a good player. So I think they'll be all right. I did see something the other day about Suzuka and they're looking to bin him. I was like, I mean, that's what you get for spending £30 million on a player. You decided to buy 10 minutes before the deadline. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if those sort of transfers never work, isn't it? Yeah, weird that. <laughs> Andy Carroll for us and... Torres. Well, Torres. Oh, yeah, we have to love Torres. Oh, wait, there was a, there was a, I saw an article the other day and it was like, the Torres, the Chelsea quote marks flop who stole everyone's hearts. Because <laughs> everyone loves him. Everyone does, yeah. No matter what. Yeah, everyone does. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kesman, when did you buy Kesman? Was that towards the end of the oh, window? Oh, God, let's start getting to Kesman. <laughs> well, no, he was already right. came it's, the... it's a dangerous road to go on, because then you lead to Mutu, and that's a whole different thing. Well, um, <laughs> Kesman came with quite a big... Well, it was Dutch goals, wasn't it? Where any sort of, you know, four Dutch goals equal one English one or something, I suppose. Yes, yes. I suppose so. Uh, Christian Eriksen has got 23 assists since the start of last season. That's the most of any player in the Premier League. He's a very, very good player. I think he's still quite young as well, so I think Tottenham will be very, very good to keep hold of him. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, He's got no signs of him going anywhere, is there? No, no. Which is surprising. I I, I don't know whether it's... I think people are more interested in Ali, so I think that works out pretty well, having two players that are really creative. Yeah, he's another sneaky under the radar thing, Mm -hmm. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're going to go for a Spurs win, did you say? Yeah, I think so. Mm, you're a brave boy. I'm going to go Burnley. Okay, well, Burnley win. Yeah, because they're missing so many players, aren't they? Mm, okay. It's up north, and it's all about 28 days later, isn't it? <laughs> uh, right, well, that brings us to the end of our Premier League predictions, end of this podcast. Uh, anything else you want to mention, plug? Don't think so. Nothing to plug at the moment. No. Hopefully, next week. Ooh. But, What's that going to yeah. be? Well, I'm, I'm hoping to continue with the, the story from Man on the Post and put Neo's on goal. But we'll see what happens as the week goes on. Okay. I think you should have tales of your work life as well. Do you think? Just create a site and just put my, my driving shoe stories up. Yeah, the diary of sort of fixing things at work. Yeah. Fixing IT. I think a lot of it would just be like swearing. That's all right. Which I'm sure would be fine. We're all but, grown ups, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm sure it'd be fine. Hey, go try that. Um, okay, well, Man on the Post is part of the World Football Index. That's at World Football Eye on uh, Twitter. Um, they've also got the Facebook page, which they're encouraging people to like at the moment. So if you can uh, nose on down and do that, Ryan. Um, World Football Index released podcasts with regards to oh, tactics. They uh, release various different interviews. They release uh, little clips of press conferences and talking about leagues in South America, North America, Fran- uh, France, uh, Italy. Germany, Spain, Europe, uh, England, Champions League, Russia, all sorts. Very much recommend any one of those podcasts that you have to listen to. Um, you can follow us on Acast, or you can subscribe on iTunes at Man on the Post, uh, and they will each podcast will fall automatically in your inbox. You don't even have to do anything. And if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes. At Man on the Post is the Twitter account. Manonthepost.com is the website. If you like Ryan, want to uh, send something in for us to put up, we don't get too much competition, so you know. Send us a picture of a dead cat or something. We'll probably stick that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like there's a great deal of content we've got. Well, exactly, sort of... yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're the ways to get in touch. Ryan, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, my handle is at the Ryan Goodman. At the Ryan Goodman. Okay, super. Uh, thank you ever so much for coming on. Thank you. And always remember to cure Man of the Post. <laughs>